So you slept in. Hey, we're not judging. Sometimes you just need to get those Z's. And if you need to snooze, we'd much rather you did it at home in your warm, comfortable bed than in our pews. You can always catch up with the sermon later right here on the Sunday Morning Sleep-In Podcast. You're still going to miss out on some things that we think are pretty important, like the support and encouragement of a church community that comes around, grandpas and grandkids and all the ages in between. Uh, You're going to miss out on inspiring music, and you're going to miss out on the cookies and coffee during what we have decided to call cookie time now (laughs) on this podcast. We can't give you any of that through a podcast, but we will give you what we can. I'm Susan Foster. And I'm Chris Marshall. And we're United Methodist Pastors in Reno, Nevada. We're not theological experts or perfect preachers. We're your average pastors helping our congregations think through life's big questions every week. We started this podcast, so if you're away from home and it's Labor Day weekend, so you might be away from home mm-hmm. or working or, you know, out exploring nature or maybe just sleeping in, you can keep up with some of the ideas floating around the church. Each episode is a conversational version of a sermon we gave on Sunday. So whatever day it is when you're listening to this, we hope you receive it with an open mind and an open heart. And a quick note, we don't really care if you agree with everything we have to say or not. We do encourage you to think for yourself, to question, to disagree, to figure out what you think. Our sincere hope is that you will experience the mysterious and loving force in the world we know as God moving in your life as you consider this. So Chris, I preached Matthew 16, 21 to 28. So it's like the next section after what we preached last week. Right. And so last week... Peter and Jesus and the disciples are hanging out, and what happens? Um, that's when they they have the whole experience of Jesus saying, "Who am I?" And, and Peter figures it out. And Peter figures it out, and Jesus goes, "Yes, Peter, you're going to be Simon, and you're going to no, be- sorry, sorry, you're Simon. You're going to be Peter. You're going to be the Rock. You're going to be the Rock." And then we have this section. Where, this section, which is immediately afterwards. Immediately afterwards. Where Peter proves that just because you got it right once. It doesn't mean you keep it going, yeah. right? And so what happens is that Jesus, um, it says from this time on, so like maybe it's not like that next moment, but uh-huh. it's in that next week, in that next couple weeks, when Jesus is showing his disciples that, they mu- that he must, the text says that he must go to Jerusalem, undergo suffering, and be killed, and on the third day rise again. Right, so he starts to do the prediction thing. Right, and he starts to do, you know, he starts laying it out that we're headed, we're headed into a bad situation, folks. Yeah. We know it, but we got to go. And and he's sort of easing them into it. You think, or do you think he's sort of saying, "I'm going to say this as bluntly as I can because you guys are not going to pick it up." You know, who knows, right? Like, yeah. but but it's clearly clear enough that Peter gets it, and Peter goes. The text says he takes Jesus aside and says, "God forbid it, Lord. There must this must never happen to you." Yeah. And Jesus's response is, get behind me, Satan. Ooh, he went from being the rock that the kingdom is built on to, get behind me, Satan. Yeah. Um, You're a stumbling block because you're putting your your mind on human things and not um, the things of of the divine. Okay. And then there's the next section is about um, taking up your cross. Yeah. And following Jesus and that to loot, to gain your life, you have to lose it and these kind of conundrum kind of sentences. Right. But they're connected because... Peter wants it to be easier. Yeah. And Jesus is like, no. It's actually harder. It's actually harder. So Peter's pretty audacious, right? To like pull Jesus aside and go, no, 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 no. That's not how it's going to happen. Peter's never been the guy with a lot of nuance in the room, you know? (laughs) No, no. It's sort of like he heard what Jesus said 
and then says back to him, um, you can't die or you're never going to die. Uh, you can't die or you're never going to die because, and, and it's sort of that experience I, I know you've had where, you know, family members around somebody who's dying is like, and the person who's dying is like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Yeah. And the family's like, no, 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 no. We need five more years of this torture. Uh, right. I mean, yeah. that kind of feeling. Yeah. And that's how I kind of get that. Like, like there's some, there's some fear of that, like in there. And then it, I also feel like Peter's kind of saying to Jesus, uh, why are you upsetting everyone with this talk? Right? Like, yeah. if you don't, 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 don't get everybody all riled up. Like, it's going to be hard enough, right? To yeah. travel with this many people. And then there's also a little bit of a, if you don't say it, it won't happen. Don't jinx us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Peter is definitely like, why, why are you going to, why are you going to go there? Like, why are you going to go there? Let's just what's be what's in the happy point? place. Yeah, let's just stay here. We're all right. getting along. It's fine. Right, right, We have right. candy for the car. It's Yeah, we're going to be great. When we put it in perspective with the, the picture from the last scene, uh-huh. here's Peter who's just been, you know, quote unquote, given the keys to the kingdom. And he has this power to bind and loose, right? Yeah. And he tries it out on Jesus. He tries it out on <laughs> Jesus. Well, if you're going to give me the power to bind, I will bind you. Right. I will like, say that you're not allowed not to, do to do this, this thing that is going to cause me trauma. Right, right. And and we have to remember that Peter is saying this. What's in the back of his mind is this thou- hundreds of years of what the Messiah is going to be like and how Messiahship is going to be playing out. And it doesn't is winning. look like... Messiahship is winning. Is winning, right? Yeah. And it doesn't it doesn't involve the Messiah suffering or dying. Yes. Even even if you, we can hear in that passage and rose on the third day, mm-hmm. Peter has no context. Yeah. He has no idea what that... Well, it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. When Jesus is saying, okay, chill out. <laughs> yeah. Don't tempt me with how you think it should be. Don't tempt me with that. And, and, and stop setting your mind on your stuff and start looking at God's stuff. And I, you know, we, we can so easily just go, oh, Peter, shake our heads. Yeah, but we do that all the time. Right? But we have 2,000 years of perspective on this. Yes, exactly. Right? And even with that 2,000 years of perspective, more often than not, we actually respond the way Peter does when God enters into our life. Yeah. How many times have we gone, oh, I got, I, I got this. I know. I got it. I yeah. know what I'm doing. I, I, I got it all figured out. Yeah. Right? Or that's not my plan, God. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care what your plan is. That's not my plan. Or even when God shows up in a way that we, it's not the way that we would have done it. Right. It's not the way, that's not the way I would have done it. So I'm not going to accept that answer. Or even, even, even down to the point of saying, well, that just doesn't sound like fun. Whatever, well, that's not God. at all attractive to me. Thank you very Thank much, you God. Thank you very much. Yeah. On your way. Or this doesn't meet my expectations, mm-hmm. right? Like of how this will play out. This is not enough. This is not enough. Or this or is too much. much. Or this is contrary to my understanding of the world. You know, and somewhat is sometimes it's like we're well, it is we're saying I didn't know following Jesus would be like fill in the blank, mm-hmm. something that we did not expect, and we have this vision for how God is going to move, and oftentimes we have a hard time adjusting. To God's vision. And that's where Peter is, right? Because yeah. Peter has this vision of how this is all going to happen. And Jesus no. is hanging a sharp left and Peter's not on board with that. Right. And this is so, like, I think this is, like, at the root of a lot of our, our human experience. Like, that we have a way of seeing what we want to see um, and assuming our view is the view. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get caught up in thinking we have it all figured out and that we can't be wrong. Mm-hmm. And discounting the other's view or even God's view. 
Yeah, it takes us a while. We're sort of like that the GPS that gets stuck recalculating, 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 recalculating. and like cannot figure out what yeah. road you're on and is not okay with you being off road and just right. cannot Good. cannot handle it. There used to be the, that image reminds me of that section of road between I think it was between but like Bakersfield and no no it was farther north. I think it was just south of Merced. Okay. Oh, yeah, where the freeway freeway moved. Like 50 feet to the left Left. or something. And the GPS would freak out. Yeah, every time. Every time. Return to the route. Return Return to to the route. route. And it would send you on, like, U-turns this way, that way, and the other to get you. It would send you 15 miles out of the way down country roads to get back on the freeway. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. The illustration I used yesterday was talking about how sometimes when you have a child, your, your child or your niece or nephew or, you know, like, and they're born and they're so cute and they're cuddly or the kid we baptize on in community. And we, we have all these dreams for them. We have this picture in our head, whether we intended to or not, our expectations mm-hmm. of what their life was going to be, um, the choices that they're going to make, the influences we're going to have, all those things, right? Mm-hmm. And the reality is, and, and we think that their journey is about us. Yeah. Like, like that's the kind of the... It sort of becomes like that, yeah. Right. In reality, it's about who God is calling them to be Mm -hmm. versus who we think God's calling them to be, Mm -hmm. which may be the same thing, but it's oftentimes not. There's so much nuance there, right? Yeah. My pastor used to tell us when we were in high school, when we were about to graduate, she said, a lot of people are going to ask you, what are you going to do? And a lot of people are going to have a lot of opinions Opinions. about that. And you need to say, thank you very much. And then do whatever you're going to do anyway. Yeah. Um, but don't take on those expectations. Yeah. I remember there was a guy, there was a guy who, very lovely guy at the in the church I grew up in, who, who always had a lot of opinions. Even after I got away to college and I didn't see him very much, every time I saw him, it would be like, rawr, 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 and I would be like, oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should. Don't shit on people. Right, right. So Peter's I, shitting on, on Jesus. Yeah, he is. We'll point that out, right? Like, this, mm-hmm. this is not how we do this. And it's the same thing happen, you know, the same thing about our expectations happen in all of our relationships. Oh, yeah. Right, with partners and friends and parents and, and those we care about. We think we know better. We think we're in control and are wiser. And yet, that's God's job. Yeah. That's God's purview. And Peter is illustrating that for us. Mm-hmm. And and it also happens, you know, when somebody tries something different, that we have to be careful not to step on what God is doing. That made me think of the, the movie Field of Dreams. Uh-huh. Right? So here's the guy, the main character, Ray Kinsella, try, here's this voice that says, build it and he will come. Mm-hmm. And everybody thinks he's crazy for beginning to build a baseball diamond in his cornfield. You know, why would you do something weird? Why would you do something without guarantees? What, you know, that kind of thing. You know, there's a lot of supposed tos, right? Like there's a way you're supposed to farm and it's not taking out your corn to put in a baseball field, you know, and all these things. And and Ray follows that call even in the midst of this kind of craziness because and, and brings closure and healing. And, you know, obviously mm-hmm. it's a movie, yeah. right? I'm not saying, you know, but movies reflect how we Our experience. experience things, right? And how often we we are stuck with people who can't let go of the supposed tos and the shoulds. Mm-hmm. And that touches on, on what you commented when we talked a little bit before the podcast about how we also have those shoulds that we think are coming from God that aren't. Yeah, that we project onto God. Well, yeah. God expects this of me. It's like, well, well, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe that's not who you're called to be. Right? Yeah, maybe, maybe you are inventing the next the next thing. So. The requirements. Yeah. 
Yeah. So Peter, in essence, says, "You should, Jesus, you should do it my way. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, why don't we try it my way? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus does not allow us to derail him. Derail him, right. And, and Even so, as much as that derailing sounds pretty good. Yeah. You know, so what is Jesus's way? So Jesus uh, is resisting the comfortable path, is uh, resisting the temptation to control. Mm-hmm. Right? That's a, that's a big one in our culture right now. Huge. Because I think a lot of the problems I see in relationships between spouses, between parents and children, um, is about control. It's about control and power. And not, that's not the way we're supposed to be living. And resisting the fear of the unknown, because I think fear is a big piece of this. That's a lot of what Peter's coming from. He's he's afraid that it's going to be different and we all get comfortable. And then and Jesus puts it in this language. He says, picking up your, your cross and following me. He doesn't say pick up my cross. I want to be really clear about that. Because yes. I think that's one of the one of the places we derail ourselves. It's right. like, I have to pick up the weight of the world. Yeah. No, no, you have to pick up the cross that, that's before you. The one that's in your life. This yeah. one is in your life. The passion and the call to fix mm-hmm. um, whatever, whatever that thing is. We're not called to do it all. We're called to do the thing mm-hmm. in front of us. Um, your mission, your calling. Even if your mom thinks you're a little nutty. Which will happen. Which will happen. Even if your best friend insists the world doesn't work that way. Which will happen. Which will happen. Even though the world thinks you're tilting at windmills. Which will happen. Which will happen. Even if you think you're being called, what you, even you think what you're being called to is a little weird. Which will happen. Which will happen. Don't let fear mean that you miss the promise. Yes. That's where we... That's good. That's challenging. I mean, that's hard for us to do. Yeah. And, um... And particularly when we feel like we are out of control, mm-hmm. like when when yeah. there are things that are beyond our control that affect us, mm-hmm. uh, we want to ensure some kind of framework yeah. where we can have steady ground. Right. And it's, this yeah. isn't, I mean, if you think about Hurricane Harvey, yeah, right? Like th- these are folks who, they're 60 miles from the ocean. Right. You know, like this is not something that, you know, they've weathered hurricanes before and it's never been this bad because this is the worst storm we've ever experienced. Right. Like you want to enforce some kind of control. And I can't imagine not wanting to do that. Yeah. But to recognize like, oh, this is this is my internal thing. Like mm-hmm. this is me trying to do this. And and sometimes even just recognizing that right. helps us to let go of it. Right. I the, the illustration I can give you of that is that um, I remember a time in my life, in my early twenties, and I realized that I was responding to everything I didn't know how to fix by creating a form. Oh, if this problem arose, let's let, let let's have a form so that doesn't happen again. Yes. And then I finally realized that we had too many forms. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is a me problem. This is a this is a control thing. Yeah. So it's often yeah. it's often we've talked about Stephen Ministry before. Mm-hmm. Stephen Ministry is this fabulous, wonderful program that helps empower lay people to kind of be not peer counselors, but just kind of good friends mm-hmm. to people who are going through big transitions. Mm-hmm. But it was written by somebody who was afraid of everything and somebody who needed to control everything. And so it it's literally a very looked, boundaried. It's, it's a very um, specific yeah. uh, responses to different different situations, different scenarios. And so instead of teaching sort of general tenets, it's like, if this person says this thing, here are the three proper responses you right, could have, which right. means that the Stephen ministry training takes well, eight I'm months or something instead of just kind of teaching people how to be present, which yeah. is squishier than that. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. It's like, we can get in our own way a lot. Yep. We, we can. can get in our own way a lot. And so to, to recognize those times when we are trying to enforce 
control over a situation that we don't have control over. Yeah. And to sort of find ways to, yep. to be at peace and to let that go. It's so hard. It's so hard. So, so. no pressure, so, no pressure. Anyway. Well, we thanks Susan. And thank you all for listening to the Sunday morning sleep in podcast. If you have questions for us or any stories that you'd like to tell us about what we've been talking about today, you can shoot us an email at sundaymorningsleepin at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook uh, at, or at sundaymorningsleepin.com. And on sundaymorningsleepin.com, uh, if you go into the blog, there's links. Often I'll post links to the different things that we've been talking about. So uh, if you really wanted to check out that music video we were talking about or that article about whatever, like the links will be there. The scripture for this podcast is Matthew 16, verses 21 to 28. And the music that you're listening to right now is Take Me Higher by Jazzer. At the end of our podcast, in the end of worship, we, we give a benediction, a blessing, a sending forth. And so this morning, the sending forth is to is to, is to to go. It's to go out into the world, to wake up to what is happening, wake up to where your call is, to find your cross, to carry it, um, and to go in unafraid, because God will meet you there. Amen. Amen.